She was struck by lightning one summer afternoon here in Southwest Florida. Today on Here at Home, we hear the story of God's amazing grace from the young mom who survived that lightning strike while at the same time losing her precious son. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, a podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. My name is Mark Brecker. And if this is your first time to the show, welcome. And if you've been listening for a while and are enjoying the Here at Home podcast, I would encourage you to subscribe. That way you'll get each new episode we create delivered right to your podcast player. So join me today in welcoming our guest for today's podcast, Megan Davison. So glad to have you on the show, Megan. I'm glad to be here. Now, for those that are listening, uh, Matt and Megan are very, very dear friends of mine and my wife, Macy's. We love you guys so much. And, uh, and so it's, uh, it's a real treat to have you on the show today. Uh, and in just a moment, we're going to talk about something that happened about four years ago now. Uh, but before we get to that point, I want them to get to know you just a little bit and, uh, and also for you just to take a deep breath and relax because everybody that listen, is listening, they're just, they, they already like you and love you. And so they're gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go great. But tell us, first of all, Megan, where uh, are you from originally? Where did you grow up? I grew up in upstate New York in a little town called Gloversville. Gloversville? Mm-hmm. With a G? With a G, yep. Gloversville. Because it was so cold, you had to wear gloves all the time? Exactly. They made gloves there? Lots <laughs> of leather factories. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. So that's, oh, that's awesome. Yep. So how long did you live in upstate New York? Until I was about 18. About eight. So really, pretty much all your childhood growing up years. Yep. Uh, small family, big family? Big family. I'm the youngest of seven children. The baby. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the youngest is like even magnified for you because with that many older siblings. Yes. How many brothers and sisters? I have five brothers and one sister. Wow, a bunch of boys. Bunch of boys, bunch of much older boys. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mom had me at 42, so there's a big age gap between us. Wow. So you moved down here to Southwest Florida around 18? Um, I was like 20. Okay, I went 20. away to school for a little okay. while. Yeah. And then ended up here. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your family here. So I am married to Matt Davidson, and we have three children, um, Bria, who is six, Otto is four, he'll be five next month, and Ozzy is two. How long have y'all been married? Seven years. Seven years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Time flies, huh? It does. (laughs) Yeah. Now, um, Matt uh, is a... uh, Football coach mm-hmm. and also an entrepreneur. Yes. I like to call him that. He owns <laughs> gyms, but yes. uh, you both are very much into health and fitness, right? Yep, yep. That is definitely both of our passion. Now, are you still helping out in any way with the? Uh, yeah. The, okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I teach classes there. So great. Mm-hmm. And I know you and uh, Courtney Allen uh, have been part of a, a ministry. Uh, called surrender fitness surrender ministry. fitness yeah, yeah which is awesome and we had a chance to sit down with courtney on the on the podcast and talk uh well we didn't talk about that when well, we might have mentioned it but uh, i don't know if we talked about it or not but that's mm-hmm. a that's a really neat ministry i appreciate you guys doing that mm-hmm. all right so let's uh let's get to kind of what we were gonna gonna talk about and we have to go back four years ago and i know you have shared your testimony in several different settings uh, in the past mm-hmm. already 
how many times have you shared it publicly? Three times. Three times. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And this is a little bit different because this is just us having the conversation, but it was uh, about four years ago that uh, tragically you were struck by lightning, mm-hmm. uh, and you were thirty-nine weeks pregnant. Yes. So I was about a week away from my due date. Yeah. So ready to to deliver and hoping to deliver. And so tell us um, what you know about that day. Kind of set the stage for us and kind of explain what you were doing. And and, and we'll kind of go from there, kind of try to piece those things together and what happened. So my memory isn't that good. (laughs) Um, So everything that I remember of that day is what others have told me what happened. So I was having contractions um, leading up until coming into LaBelle. I mean, coming into Fort Myers, we were living in LaBelle at the time. So since I was having irregular contractions, we decided to come into town as a family just in case. Be safe, because yeah. the hospital's here and not in LaBelle. Right. Yeah. So you had, I think you had gone, or you were over at your, your mom's house. Yes. I dropped my husband off at work. We owned a gym in Gateway. And then I went to my mom's house about 10 minutes away and... Decided to go for a little walk. Yes, I thought I could speed up my contractions <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but um, that was not the case in this situation. And so that's, and you don't remember anything else after that. No. Right. Uh, but what we do know is that the, the neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, I know you've shared, was coming out to roll the windows up in their car because it looked like it might start raining soon. Yes. And they heard the, mm-hmm. the lightning. Yes. And they looked out and saw you just lying in the street, right? Yeah, she thought initially I got startled um, and fell, but as she approached me, she could see um, that it- More than that had happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she had, was it her husband that came out quickly? Yeah, she went back inside and grabbed her husband and he came up to me and another neighbor, um, I think from across the street, had called out because they heard the crack of the lightning and they ended up calling 911. And they got there relatively fast, but but still you were you're out of it and here you and and your precious little one that's almost ready to come out, yeah. Owen, uh, is in there while you're unconscious mm-hmm. and um, it, it was not it was not good for for either of you at that point, right? No, um, I was probably without oxygen for like ten minutes. Mm. Wow, that means Owen was too. Yeah, and maybe even longer, probably for yeah. for Owen. Um, so the 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 emergency folks get there, they do the paddles right mm-hmm. to get your heart going again yes. several times, correct? Mm-hmm. Twice. Yeah, and uh, ultimately they get get you into the ambulance and, and get you to the hospital, to Lee, to Lee Memorial, to the trauma center, correct? Mm-hmm. So I know you've talked to the, the trauma doctor, the trauma surgeon there. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to meet her as well. But, uh, and you had a chance to do this after you were out to go back and have a conversation with her. Yeah. Uh, share a little bit about some of the things that she shared with you about kind of what she saw when you got brought in that day. Yeah, I asked her, I was like, what was it like to see a mom, 39 weeks pregnant, come in, and she obviously said we had to. We're trained to take care of you and then baby, um, but she's trained for trauma, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would have been very scared, <laughs> but I'm. She handled it as if. This is her job. Yes. Her job, and mm-hmm. so they kind of 
made sure that you were stable enough, mm -hmm. and then what was next? Um, they performed the emergency C-section, which only took about seven minutes. Um, they had to resuscitate Owen, which took a little bit longer, but mm -hmm. they were able to bring him back. And um, then they took him to Galasano immediately, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And then they did performed exploratory surgery on me to make sure all of my organs were okay from the lightning strike. Yeah, and I don't, you know, you don't, <laughs> I don't want to go over this too fast, but getting hit by lightning, the the percentage of survival with a direct hit. I mean, this was not a, oh, I was in the house and it came through something. Right. I mean, it was it was you. That was mm -hmm. it. Blew your shoe off and yeah. left a lot. I saw the the marks on your mm -hmm. body. And where did it hit you? Came um, in? Behind my right ear. Right ear, yeah. Mm -hmm. And out your foot. Yes, um, which was weird because yeah. <laughs> it did not look as if it came out of my right foot. But Yeah. And, and so... To survive something like that is a miracle in mm -hmm. and of itself. And I know you will give God all the yes. praise and glory that you are able to sit across the table from me and we can Absolutely. have this conversation. Uh, but then to think, okay, she's gonna, she looks like she's going to live, but there's got to be some, some long-term effects mm -hmm. and, and damage. Uh, because having that much electricity going through your body. Right. <laughs> uh, so immediately uh, they did put you in a, an induced coma, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you know about those first few days. Um, not, I don't know very much. I might I know. know more than you do. <laughs> yeah, you might know more. <laughs> My husband, um, there was a lot of praying. Um, the doctors did not think that the outcome would be very good. No. Um, it was not until the third day that they allowed me to start to wake up from the induced coma. But obviously, they were anticipating many complications from kidney failure to having issues with my lungs as they collapsed, um, all the different things. They thought that I wouldn't be able to cognitively be all right to mm. take care of our children or things like that. Yeah. I mean, there was just tons of questions and concerns mm -hmm. uh, through all that. What was neat was, and I don't remember what day it was, but uh, it was either the maybe the second Second, I know it wasn't the first night, but the second night, perhaps. The uh, I know there was a lot of people praying, but I know folks from our life group and you guys at that time. You were you were in the mm -hmm. life group that Macy and I lead, and just the number of people that came up and crowded in a little little waiting room area. I've got a picture. I actually looked at it just the other day as we were preparing for this, and people uh, just that that prayer time in that room was just amazing as people were. We're lifting you up and lifting Owen up at that time and just trusting God completely through that. And that was repeated over and over, mm -hmm. I know, in so many different scenarios where people were, were praying for you. And uh, did I ever show you that picture of them? I'll have to show you that. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was neat. We're definitely thankful for all the prayers. Yeah, yeah. And being there uh, with Matt a lot through some of this, just, and I know you've heard me say this before, but his faith was was just I blew me away because I know how much he loves you and cares for you. But at the same time, he was trusting God completely mm -hmm. with the outcome. Yeah. And at first, I thought, well, it's just a defense mechanism. He doesn't. <laughs> like, no, wait, no. This is this is this is just how deep his faith is mm -hmm. as he went through this. And, and trusting God. And in some ways, he's a very pragmatic person as mm -hmm. well. You know, he's, but, it, but his faith was, okay, I, 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 it's in God's hands and I'm mm -hmm. going gonna, gonna to trust 
both my wife and my son and whatever the outcome is, uh, I will still praise him through all this. Yeah. And so it was, it was a neat testimony for me to see mm-hmm. uh, his, his faith lived out like that in that way. It's neat when you, obviously you pray about your spouse and when you, they, when God brings you the person that you know you're supposed to marry and when you face these kind of trials, um, how you walk through them together, it makes mm. so much more sense because you can be there for one another and strengthen each other with your walk with the Lord. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that is neat. It was also neat to see your recovery so quickly. I think you kind of blew all the, the medical people's minds uh, and how you know fast you recovered, and how really essentially there was nothing that was going to cause any kind of permanent, uh, you know, complications or problems for mm-hmm. you. Uh, I know you you struggled a little bit there with memory for a while. Yes. <laughs> you, I think you used the phrase you felt like your brain needed to reboot uh, yeah. constantly. Like in a conversation like this, I'd be like, <laughs> "What are we talking about? What happened? What happened?" Yeah. Which I guess that's you kind of expect that with all yeah. that uh, energy going through you. So how many days in the in the hospital? Seven, right? Seven days. Which, I was released on the seventh. Yeah, day. and I I remember how fast everything started speeding up. How like, oh wait, she's 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 walking. Oh wait, they're, they're she's going home. What? Uh, My dad thought the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> he was, was like, hold on, you need to keep her a little bit longer. This is, this, you don't realize she gets home and she'll start doing stuff that she's not yeah. supposed to do. Uh, so you get out after seven days now. Running parallel with this, remember to our listeners, Owen is down at Galasano, and again, these you're you're not even really aware. I mean, I remember you asking, you know, what happened to Owen? Mm-hmm. You know, where's Owen? And we'd say, well, he's down at Galasano. Uh, he's at the hospital. Uh, but that was, I guess, kind of the goal that you wanted to do is to get out of the hospital so you could go mm-hmm. and see your son. Yes. And so I think that was, is that the first place you went? Yes. I left the hospital. And, and went down a to friend Gallus. of ours from the church brought me clothes um, to the hospital, and I was able to go as soon as I was released to go over and see him. Go straight down there to, to, mm-hmm. see, to see Owen. Uh, Obviously, as you said earlier, he was without oxygen for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think early on, they knew that if Owen was to survive, there would be a lot of long-term yes. problems and mm-hmm. issues. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you and Matt, uh, the process y'all went through over the next few days uh, with Owen. So we were just really... I was just enjoying being with him for a few days, just being able to see him as a mom. Um, I didn't expect walking in. I just, I thought that I would be walking like how you would, we had two other children prior. Like Mm. he'd be able to, I'd be able to feed him and it'd be a, a more of a different situation. But when I got there, there was, he was tied up to a lot of machines. There was lots of, um, wires. He wasn't moving around. Um, even his eyes, like he wouldn't fixate on me or anything really. He would mm. open them from time to time. But I think getting there that first day, um, going home from the hospital, I was like, okay, now I understand what's going on here. Because initially it was just, I need to get to my baby so we can be together and mm-hmm. we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot different once I got there. Yeah. And I know for Matt, processing the just overwhelming joy that his wife is okay, but at the same time realizing mm-hmm. the the seriousness of his son and that being torn between those two emotions mm-hmm. was 
was was a diff, another difficult thing to process. Even his tornest between time. Should I be with Owen? Should yeah. I be with Megan? <laughs> Back he and felt forth. Bad either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there came a point where y'all had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Kind of walk us through that. So we met with um, Owen's team of doctors before any decisions were made just to talk about his case and all those things that come with. We thought, leaving the meeting, we thought that we were preparing for a child with disabilities. They were pretty confident um, about his oxygen levels um, when he would come off the breathing machine. They they thought that he was stable enough. Mm -hmm. It didn't ever seem like, okay, you're going to take him off the machines and he's just, his oxygen's going to drop immediately. So that's what we were going in thinking that Hmm. that was going to happen. That's not what happened. No. Uh, But I know that through a lot of prayers and trusting God uh, that you were going to say, okay, we will, we will, we will trust him. We prayed over Owen. I believe, I think I remember you being there um, before we took him off those machines. Mm -hmm. And when you pray those prayers, um, it almost felt like I was floating, you know, you release complete control and you're praying over your child, just asking God to just save him and to heal him. But it was in his hands at that point. You don't have any control over the outcome. Yeah. And, and while that can be a scary thing, it can also be a, a, a growing experience of, wait mm-hmm. a minute, I, I never was in control anyway. Right. I'm just being reminded of that in a very big mm-hmm. way. So they... So they took him off, and I know you guys got to hold him really for the first time without all the yeah. the wires and mm-hmm. tubes and everything that was that was that hooked into him. But yeah. you know, I'll let you finish the story here. So pretty much immediately, um, he struggled to breathe. You could hear just the way that he was taking in the oxygen and letting go of it that he wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. So they let us be with him for a few minutes, but it was pretty unbearable to watch your child breathe like that and know that he was slowly declining. Yeah. And I don't know how much longer it was, but, uh, I think you, it was you, about 20 minutes. Yeah. You said your mm-hmm. final goodbyes, mm-hmm. uh, to Owen. I have a, um, a picture that, uh, they took there in the hospital with Owen with the wooden cross that yeah. Matt had carried with him that whole two weeks mm-hmm. that is just a precious, precious photo reminder of really the grace of God mm-hmm. on you guys through yep. carrying you through that and the, how difficult that, that time was. So now that all happened in the span of 12 days, right? Mm-hmm. 12, 13 days. Yep. And then shortly after that, you had the, the memorial service for... Mm-hmm for Owen as well. Looking back now, and you know, that, that, that felt like a two month period, I know, I'm sure. And especially for Matt, I mean, it just, you know, those were, I don't probably, he probably didn't sleep hardly at all through that whole time. Uh, but looking back now, uh, and I know you've done this yourself uh, in kind of evaluating, but you know, what were some things that as you came out of that time period that you said, wait a minute, this, these are some things God was showing us. These are things that God was teaching me mm-hmm. uh, through that. And I know in sharing your testimony for the first time, what was it like nine months after all this happened? Yeah. You had an opportunity to, to kind of express some of those things. What yeah. were some of those things that, that you were learning through the, through the storm and the trials? 
Um, like I was kind of explaining earlier, just having a full understanding that we're not in control, that God is fully in control, and we can make all the plans that we have, and whether they be good or maybe not good, mm-hmm. but I, having a child, it's, to me, seems innocent and good, you know, but if it's not according to God's plan, how is He, how He heals us, I guess, through those things? Yeah. So the, was that something that kind of hit early on or was that something that you had to work through? I had to work through. Yeah. yeah. How raw was that initially? Was that, was there a lot of pain? And uh, Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I, I prayed to God, where are you? Yeah. You know, I, I didn't understand why we were going through the things that we were going through. And I think all those things that in his word, when it says that, all of our sins are equal. You know, I almost was holding myself on a pedestal. Like I knew that I would raise this child in him, but he taught me that just because I look at my sin one way, it's the same as another person's and that this is a fallen world and Mm. bad things happen because it's a fallen world. Mm. Yeah. The, the, the potential for, for being angry, Mm -hmm. mad, uh, and the list goes on and on, and I'm sure you struggle with all those emotions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, is there anything now that every once in a while you 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 question or are you? Um, I think that I. Yeah, there is things I I'd be lying if I said mm-hmm. I didn't question things. Um, I guess I I I understand God's sovereignty, and I understand that. There's nothing that happens here without passing through his hands first. And I guess I just sometimes struggle with understanding, did he deliberately do that or did he just let it happen because he knew that he could be glorified through this situation? Right. And I think there are a lot of those questions that will be unanswered for us this side yes. of eternity. But I think your your focus knowing that, yes, God is sovereign, mm-hmm. God is in control, and there is a comfort in that, even though there's a lack of understanding with our finite yes. minds that might even lead to questions, but yet mm-hmm. still, if we trust him with that understanding that he is in control and sovereign, yeah. that can be a great comfort for all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys demonstrated that. And I, you know, yes, the questions come, yes, the, the what ifs, but yet at the same time, I saw that, that steadfastness to say, yes, we, we, we're, we're going to trust God. We might have some some weak moments along the way, yeah. but we're going to we're going to trust God. What else has He been teaching? Maybe even something more recently uh, that came out of out of losing Owen. I guess just full reliance on Him, um, a deeper appreciation for prayer. When you were saying earlier, just how everybody gathered in that room and was praying for me and my family, and it, my prayer life wasn't anything how it is now prior to that happening. Mm, wow, and even just appreciating his word on on the daily just waking up and pouring over it the way that i should have been but i wasn't he's grown me and my walk in Mm. those ways so you can look back over these four years and say yeah i'm i am i have grown a lot in my understanding of god and his word Mm -hmm. who he is and his plan for my life Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's awesome and that's that's that opportunity to give glory to god because you can say, yeah, this was a terrible tragedy in losing our precious son, Owen. Mm-hmm. But, but yet, 
I can see good that has come out of it. Mm -hmm. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think whenever you put um, anything that you go through in this life and you compare it to what Jesus did for us on the cross, it, it nothing mm. compares to that, you right. know? And if you tr fully believe in that, then you can say, no, what I went through is nothing like he did for us. Mm. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that uh, it, maybe they, they haven't faced a, a real serious trial in their life? What would you say to them as a believer to hopefully prepare them for what may be coming? Because nobody knows when that next lightning strike is going to come or right. whatever trial or tribulation we go through. I guess to have more of a loose grip on, on, on the day, you know, yeah. and on any day. And so we're able to kind of go around our plan and be mm. more accepting to his plan. Yeah. We like to, we like to try to yes. plan out our day, don't we, mm -hmm. Megan? Yes, we do. I'm guilty of that. Man, you hit me right in the eye, between the eyes on that one. <laughs> Hold it with a loose grip. That's, yeah. a, that's a good word. All right, on a little bit lighter note, not a lot lighter, uh, do people ever come up to you and go, are you that... That, that, that lady that got hit by lightning? Um, Did you ever have that happen? A lot. When it first happened, you'd get a lot of weird looks at the grocery store, <laughs> but not so much anymore. It's, it's faded a little bit, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you'll have an opportunity anytime in the future? Or are you open to, to sharing your testimony? Oh, yeah. In the Whenever you walk through something like that and you want to glorify God, I pray for those opportunities. Yeah. Have you had a chance to somebody that's gone through a trial that you've been able to come along and encourage? Yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. neat. Because I'm thinking pretty much whatever anybody's going through, uh, not that you're trying to top them, but... Right. I was struck by lightning and lived, mm -hmm. you know, that's a pretty, yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty big one there. Mm -hmm. uh, and so folks can relate, especially your whole story and, and losing your, uh, losing your son and, 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 and that process as well. So yeah, I would think that you, you have the, the credentials, so to speak. Yeah. I've, I've, I've gone down that tough road. Let me, let me tell you how God provided mm -hmm. for us in the midst of the storm. So yeah. I would encourage you to be ready to do that. Cause yes. I think God can use you, Megan, in, in so many neat ways. Well, you know how much I care for you and Matt. You guys are awesome. You guys serve in the student ministry now. Been doing that for a little while. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anything else uh, we need to know about uh, Megan and Matt? I don't think so. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thank you for having we, me. We we uh, <laughs> we we got our coffee. Megan enjoys coffee, so we I made do. a made a good cup of coffee for each of us and uh, enjoy that. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, I want to wrap up this episode of Here at Home. And thank you listeners also for being a part of our Here at Home podcast community. And if you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast here at home or any of our other McGregor podcasts, I would encourage you to head over to McGregorPodcast.com and you can see the different podcasts we have and you can subscribe right there. And also, I would encourage you if you are enjoying these podcasts to leave a rating and a review. Uh, let other folks know the benefit that you're receiving from our podcast here. So again, thanks for listening and we'll see you in a couple of weeks here at home.